How can you get a new job within the company you're already working at? How have the recent incidents at Facebook been impacting companies small, medium, and large across the United States? Today on 365 Tech, I've got Ezra Siegel joining us to talk about these issues and more. Hey, Ezra. Welcome to 365 Tech. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. It is very warm and sunny in Alabama, so I am enjoying this warm weather because it's a nice break from Ohio's bipolar weather. It's been like in Ohio, sometimes warm, other days in its 30s. It's been snowing, it's been sunny, but here it's like cotton ball clouds. The South feels nice. I see why you like it. Yep, welcome to the South, man. It's good weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we've, we've been talking a little bit off off podcast and talking a little bit about your transition you've been looking to do a little bit of shift in your role within your company right yep I actually made it official very recently so it's been good congratulations what's your new title I'm a security consulting analyst security consulting analyst is is that specifically targeted around SIEM or is SIEM just uh, an aspect of cybersecurity so at least within my company, it's considered an aspect because there are five domain subdomains within the security group. Because if one says cybersecurity, obviously there's different facets to that, and they kind of group it, group each of those five groups based on domain. Um, and so, at, you know, when I reached out to you about SIEM, so that's specifically in a different domain. But we have uh, free access to training materials through Splunk. So I was kind of reading through that because that's kind of on the threat vulnerability management and kind of security analytics space. Uh, it's not specifically where I'm aligned to within my company, but I was just kind of curious and uh, going through some of the training materials for it. So I was curious if you'd done anything with it, but that's not specifically what my um, area of responsibility is. It's more of just a curiosity. Okay. How difficult was it for you to do the transition from joining as your like first job out of college and then to be like, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed doing this for a while, but now I want to kind of take a new role within the same company. Was it, was it difficult to make that job, uh, the work switch? Yeah, actually, well, well um, it could have been worse, I guess, but, or more difficult rather, but it was not easy. Um, I will kind of be forthright with that. Um, basically, um, I kind of had to jump through a bunch of hoops and kind of network through my company, but um, I had to work my way up the chain, but eventually was able to obviously successfully work it out. Um, But yeah, I mean, first job out of school. And then, I mean, really what helped me was the fact that coming from a broad information systems background where I had done some security coursework and just the ability to learn at a young age, I think it's kind of speaks more to, like it's better to be in this situation where you only were in a particular role for a very brief period of time and you're looking to transition versus being 10 years into one's career and then trying to transition. So plus when you're coming out of school, you don't really know a whole lot, um, you know, within your own company, how your own company works and how, what you want, you have to kind of align what you want to what your company offers. And then when you first come out of school, you're kind of just trying to get that job offer before you're actually having a full understanding of, oh, wait a minute, the type of work I want to be doing is in a whole different area within the company. And that's going to require this whole process to get what I want. So, 
I mean, would I do it over? I mean, I, I, I didn't know what I know now. So they're really, I probably would have gone through the same process had I kind of hit the restart button. So hmm. that sounds like it was good then that your company offers a diverse range of services so that when you landed in there, you were able to have that opportunity to see what it was you were doing and then see what other people were doing and then to reassess and be like, is this what I want to do long term? And then very quickly to make that pivot into a new role without, like you were saying, having to go through 10 job experience and then being like, you know what? I'm an expert in this and I really don't like doing it every day. Right. Basically. I mean, that's kind of this, the, I, I guess the big picture thing is with any comp or with any type of career field is like, you know, you don't really know. I mean, it happens to everyone, you know, they kind of have that midlife career crisis or whatever it is that they don't like what they're doing. And so they have to kind of pivot and reinvent themselves accordingly um but i think kind of what helped me is the fact that like i said since i came from a more broad information systems background and i kind of studied a variety of things in school then i came into the company and like we do a lot of things at this company but you know like i want to do cybersecurity, and that happened to be in a different area than the group that i was in service and so yeah but it's easier in the type of work that i do i think versus a traditional industry company where you get hired for a spe specific um role then it, it, I think it's much more difficult to kind of reinvent yourself, but I kind of got lucky in that sense. Yeah, you spoke, you actually speak a lot on your ability to learn outside of work. And I think it's really important that people are always continuously improving themselves and never stop learning. And I think that's really helped you out because going outside on your own and taking the initiative to say, hey, I don't just want to do this at work. Like this means so much to me that I'm going to go out and learn more about this career field outside in my free time. And what have been some of your, are you still learning through the same resources as before using Linda and a couple other online ones, or have you kind of changed how you've been doing your personal learning recently? Um, primarily, I mean, I follow things in the news as well. Like for instance, um, for those that aren't aware at the end of May, there's a new data privacy regulation that's rolling out, which my company's, you know, very involved in. A lot of other companies are involved in with GDPR, which is the general data protection requirement, which is an EU directive on how to handle data privacy. And it was actually a big topic in the news recently with Facebook and things like that on how they process their data. Um, and for those that are not aware of what GDPR is, you should definitely take a look into it because um, there's a lot that goes into it and it affects even if your company is not physically in the EU, but you operate business in the EU. Like if you're an e-commerce site and you have EU customers that access, you know, you hold e data about EU members, then your company is impacted by this directive. So um, yeah, that's been the latest thing that I've taken an interest in. And basically if you're not compliant with this, um, this law, then the penalties include 4% of your worldwide turnover or up to 20 million euros, whichever is higher. So it's kind of, it affects everybody, even if you're like a startup, a medium sized company or a fortune 500. So it's kind of something that everyone has to be aware of. As I've been listening to the news in the morning, I've heard this, the little things that you're bringing up about Facebook and the data and needing to add more, just adding this regulation on top with the EU compliance. And you're absolutely right. I should probably look more into it because I'm sure it's going to be impacting more companies that I deal with on a regular basis than I realize. Do you think that these new regulations are a good, are a step in the right direction for how companies handle data? Or do you think that these are regulations that are in the long run, just, just stifling innovation? 
Um, I think that they're necessary. I mean, it's you look at the prime example of Facebook where they claim that they were self-regulating and lo and behold, they were not in fact self-regulating. And it wasn't until that someone, you know, it was uncovered that they, you know, that there was a mishap that they, this finally came into the forefront. So I think it is necessary. I mean, obviously too much regulation can stifle innovation, but if the industry is not self-regulating, then, you know, something has to be done. You know, I guess a prime example would be, let's say you're a, a big hotel company, right? And you're an EU customer. Part of the one of the principles within GDPR is that if you wanted to quickly know what marketing data was being stored about you as as a customer of that hotel, well, the hotel should be able to turn around and say, okay, well, you're uh, this piece of data about you know your preferences. Like, okay, you like to have your Netflix account signed in, and, and you like to have this type of bottle of wine when you check in available at your particular hotel. That they should know it. They, they, as the hotel company, should know where that information is being stored, and if they, if it needs to be deleted, then they should be able to do that in a, in a timely enough manner. So that's that's one of the facets of this regulation, and I think it's something that we probably, as in the U.S., will start companies will start, um, maybe even Congress will start looking into because I mean I don't think people have an understanding as to the implications of. Um, privacy and then also i don't think they understand how so, like a company like facebook how its business model works and that's part of what was very uh kind of uh interesting during the whole uh, congressional hearing because i don't think people really understand how facebook makes money which is through ads i mean they're an ad you know ad generating business at the end of the day and i don't i don't genuinely think people understood that and they is in congress so that's what i was talking with someone about it this morning about the facebook uh, how they've been in court and how Mark Zuckerberg's been answering a lot of questions from people who are politicians and judiciary officials, but they don't necessarily have much knowledge into the tech community. And when they ask these questions, they just sound very dumb in the ears of tech professionals because it's like, well, you just don't really understand the concept of how the internet works. And you don't really understand like what it is that Facebook's doing. And it sounds like you're speaking on that a little bit too, in that a lot of people don't really understand that companies like Google and Facebook are making tons of money offered at advertisements. Right. Right. So those types of things are of interest to me. And um, I mean, it's only going to continue, right? Like even though the directive goes into effect May 25th, um, I think it's, I think I've seen figures like 78% of companies are not compliant. Like only like the cutting edge tech companies really know the implications of GDPR. Like Facebook's already redesigned their privacy requirements um, and basically met the, the bare minimum in the EU and then just um, not made, it hasn't brought the US up to the GDPR standards, which is kind of interesting. They just kind of made the EU compliant and then everyone else just, they restructured their privacy regulations. And I mean, you'll actually see what I'm talking about. If you go to certain websites, um, like if you were to go to, let's say an air, a European airline, for instance, and you go to their websites and they have the thing at the top that has a, a little disclaimer as to what cookies they collect about you. Um, that's, that has to do with this privacy, uh, regulation as well. So that's just a, a kind of an example as to what I'm describing, but it, I mean, yeah, all this stuff is kind of my area of interest right now. Would you say the EU is more forward thinking in their data management and privacy policy than the United States is right now? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, hands down, yes. Cool. Cool. I've never really thought, I usually think anything tech related, I generally think that the US is leading. But this entire semester, I've spent a lot of time looking at 
smart cities in general and how China's been able to approach that problem of smart cities with how they structure their government and how they get consensus from the people before making decisions. And I think China's in a position to really do a lot with smart cities. And I, it's, you're making it sound like EU is doing some great stuff when it comes to combining tech and the privacy needs of politicians and regulation. So I'm, I'm really glad that it's not just the United States thing and the world as a whole is playing their part in setting up how tech is interacting with humanity. And like now with globalization, we're starting to see the rules of the EU bleed over into the trends of the United States and the artificial intelligence in America is bleeding over into China and everything's communicating in some way or another. Yeah, basically. Um, now, Grant, I will caveat and say that even though um, they're leading the way in terms of the regu- innovation from a regulation standpoint, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're leading the way in terms of innovating in terms of the actual technology. Those are kind of two different things, um, right? So that, I guess that's, that's my only caveat. Um, in general, they're more regulated with pretty much anything, honestly, um, which has its pros and cons, of course. But um, I think generally those turn out for the better, personally but um yeah whether you know talk about technology or agriculture you know like the food industry and things like that so but that last question i've got for you is so with all of the the changes that you've been making in your personal life as well as the new uh, revelations society has seen around facebook and how uh, eu data policy is affecting the united states what are the big trends that you're going to be watching in the next six months that you're going to be learning more about and kind of watching in the news? Um, I would say just kind of spill over from this recent investigation and how that evolves within our own country. Um, Cause I know even during the hearings, they were referencing GDPR and since it's only going into effect at the end of May, it's kind of TBD as to what the implications are long-term because right now um, large kind of fortune 500 companies are becoming compliant with this regulation but for someone like you, you know, if you're interested in startups, you know, um, and medium-sized companies, there hasn't been a lot of movement around what they're going to be doing to meet this re- this regulation. Um, and so I'm curious as to going forward in the next three to six months, what they're going to do um, to kind of orient themselves to to kind of meet this requirement and how they think about uh, storing customer data and things like that. So I think that'll be interesting to see in the news going forward, as especially as companies start getting slapped with fines and they realize that they have to take this seriously. Yeah. As always, thank you for coming on the show. Congrats with the new position. And I'll be definitely checking in, making sure that everything's going well in your life and having you on again in the future. Thanks. Well, I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Friday and weekend.